1: time to get into the best ball streets sean we promised that we would not be waiting long before we get back into the best ball drafts get back into adp conversations we are not even at the super bowl sean we are one week away but what a perfect way to fill in that little gap than a best ball draft with a shot at two hundred thousand dollars over at underdog fantasy we're going to draft in the big board two million dollars in total prizes over there so we're back to a 20 round format but what myself and Sean are going to do is kind of share the early ADP landscape for the top 10 rounds with you as we go through today's show we're going to do those opening 10 rounds maybe we'll come back next week with some conversation on the, the latter stages but it's more so to just get the mindset into those early rounds and how the draft boards are going to start to set up and where maybe some of the advantages could potentially be so I'm excited to do that in just a moment but sean of course if people want to play over at underdog fantasy they hear myself and yourself drafting all the time over there if they're interested you can use the code rotoviz for a 100 sign up bonus up to 100 that once again is code rotoviz at underdog fantasy sean we love drafting i jumped on today i'm like sean what do you want to do today sean mentions we'll do a draft and i'm like oh i'm in so we're, we're ready to go here uh, I'm excited how are you feeling though as we have this little we always have this little gap before the Super Bowl how are you feeling one week away from your Chiefs having a, a shot at like we have we have legendary status already for Patrick Mahomes you know for Travis Kelsey for Andy Reid with what they've achieved over the last you know five years but they can go into like you know another stratosphere with another Super Bowl ring to go along with it here
2: they can and Colin as we draft here On Underdog, it is, number one, very exciting. Number two, a little bit bittersweet as we think about the Super Bowl. Uh, Obviously, our show earlier this week was about, you know, the conference championship games and the sad fact of the Detroit Lions losing. There was so much going on that night and then Monday morning as we recorded that I didn't know at the time, although I sort of suspected. The other big dagger for me is that I did advance – a Gauntlet 2, and a Mitten 2. So those were the second version of that preseason contest, not the Gauntlet Returns and the Mitten Returns. But did advance a team of both of those contests that has a huge number of Chiefs and Lions and would have been very, very well set up for a Chiefs-Lions Super Bowl. Sadly, those teams are not going to be as competitive just playing through the Chiefs in the final. One of those teams does actually have Debo Samuel, which... Perhaps that will be enough to, you know, maybe finish middle of the package. I haven't had a chance to go through and look at what all of the other lineups are as a record. But you see that, and you see all those Lions column. I mean, that's that's tens of thousands of dollars potentially down the drain. I don't know. I'm still mostly disappointed that the Lions <laughs> didn't get through a Chiefs Lions Super Bowl would have been absolutely perfect. We'll have to content ourselves with the 49ers. Congratulations again to them as a team that had a great regular season and then made the comebacks they needed to make against both the Packers and the Lions. Column, as we jump into these early drafts, one of the things I really like is just that you have an opportunity to do a variety of things that you won't be able to do later. So Blair Andrews just published a really cool piece looking at zero RB and some of the best drafts of 2023 season. We know obviously that we're going to want to be very heavy on wide receivers early. One of the things that you love to see here now that you have very real ADP and call them, these drafts are going to be loaded with sharp drafters. And so that part of it in some ways works against you. And yet again, because we're so early, and because so many things can happen, there are so many pieces of information. We have a Rotoviz listener, Kevin, who's going to be debuting this week as well on the site. So, again, if there are folks out there listening who think that they can do as good or better articles than what we have up, definitely let us know. We'd love to have you get involved. And he's talking about some of the quarterback changes, you know, how we could have. chain of events where different pieces fall into place and then you get again obviously you're going to have adp moves you can anticipate some of those things but the thing that i just love drafting at this point is the freshness of it the opportunity to experiment with it i've just done one of these drafts so far it was a lot of fun had the 101 did take cd lamb from that spot when i was drafting the other day he was going third we'll look and see who are going in the top two picks right now. I don't think it'll be a huge surprise to anyone that the Christian McCaffrey and Tyreek Hill were in those locations. I think that CD Lamb offers you more flexibility, potentially more upside. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey is positioned to gap the rest of the running backs, but structurally, one of the things that worked out for us in 2023 was to take those early wide receivers and then take these really high upside backs in rounds three four five again i don't think it'll come as a surprise to listeners to know that Brees hall is the number two running back going off the board he was one of our main targets last season call him the main event team that you and i had in the ffpc started Amon Ra, cd lamb that not surprisingly is a very effective one 2 start and then we filtered in some of those running backs in the dead zone we added more wide receiver firepower We were actually rooting for more starting positions than there were in part because we did get some good health luck and had a very full team still there at the end. So finding out what the running back options will be in rounds three, four, five, that part is always fun. And then deciding where we think the wide receiver avalanche, because these drafts are going to be very avalanchey where that sort of comes to a stopping point from the perspective of, where do the receivers run out? And who do you need to have by that point in order to make your drafts work? Colin? I can't wait to get into this.
1: Yeah, I can't wait either, Sean. The other part I have to ask you there is, uh, is avalanche, is that a a word that is, is that a new word or is it an actual word? Well, I think it's very it fits perfectly, but it, in the best ball lexicon. I think it's gonna to have to be like avalanche and it, then in the dictionary beside it, it will have to have, you know, basketball, fantasy, football, draft, slogan. Yeah, and I don't have the Peter that picture. I just... Yeah. But Sean, you mentioned Blair's article. I think that it's something that I'll link in today's show notes so people can check it out if they want. But you know, looking at the teams that won Best Ball Mini's regular season, won the overall tournament, won some of the big FFPC contests, and, and breaking those teams down in a bit of detail. And the interesting thing was something we talked about last year, Sean, was one of the kind of first examples where the win the Flexitude was not... St- purely send to have wide receivers in the flex and how that played out and uh, how the entire season went so definitely check out blair's work is always the wrong read fantastic up on rotavis.com john i think we'll set it up here we'll get ready to jump into this draft and we'll see what spot we get and it's incredible with this contest already over at underdog starting to you know these are filling up pretty quick all the time it'll take a time for this to advance to fall but you mentioned the rooms being you know People who really want to draft, there's probably going to be very sharp rooms of this situation drafting, you know, and on the first of February in these contests. But the popularity as well off these, you know, contests at underdog may still allow people that maybe are still relatively new to, to playing in these contests to be in there. So I'm intrigued to see how it goes. But there is definitely sometimes that early draft. Room can be a little bit sharper and can give you a little bit less of an edge in those, but I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. So looking Sean is it waiting for five people for this to fill up. We do have the ADP with Christian McCaffrey, Tyree Kill, C D Lamb, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Brees Hall, Amon Ross St. Brown, Puka Nakua, Bijan Robinson, Jamar Gibbs writing out those early picks. And the interesting thing, and you know, I even thought, Sean, you were bold at the time when you were talking about the you know picks of the first two rounds for this year. Uh, with Ben and the early kind of enthusiasm for for Puka heading into 2024, and th- bear in mind this is months ago, but you know having him in those opening two rounds felt bold. But it looks like you know first round ADP is is all but guaranteed at this particular point for for Puka. Any other names in there that maybe uh, surprise you a little bit? Nothing, nothing in there really surprising me overall. But what is interesting is you know with Gibbs with Kyron Williams even Jonathan Taylor peeking in there, A-Chan, Barkley. You know, there, there's quite a few running backs still in those opening two rounds. That might be the one thing standing out to me looking through the early ADPs before we kick off this draft. Before history is written,
2: Bobby Behind the,
1: the it's played. Tonelli, the nice before it's frozen in time, fought one shift at a time before it's
0: etched in silver it's carved in ice what happens next will last forever the stanley cup final on abc and espn plus begins saturday another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help
2: Barkley in there which I do think is interesting the total number of running backs a mild surprise when you consider how desperate most drafters are going to be for the wide receivers it's also interesting in the aftermath of a 2023 season where a lot of rookies including rookies drafted a little bit later a lot of rookie wide receivers played extremely well you have Marvin Harrison going at the end of round two you have Tank Dell as some of the second year guys up there at 34 coming off of the injury. You're going to have a couple of other rookie wide receivers going by the end of round five. And we know that some of those guys are going to work out. One of the things that you could always do in the past that would be fun would be to load up on rookies at this time period, knowing that a huge number of them would rise again. Drafts are so sharp at this point that, you're almost drafting some of those young receivers at their ceilings. Again, if you have a Justin Jefferson, Lamar Chase type of rookie year, you're not going to be too disappointed. And that's what people are already sort of foreshadowing for Marvin Harrison. Call him the first three picks. Not a huge surprise. McCaffrey, Hill, Justin Jefferson We're one pick away from potentially getting CeeDee Lamb. But the choice is more likely to be Chase, Hall, Amon, Ra. Who do you like there?
1: Yeah, I think that's a oh uh, well we don't have to make that decision, Sean. C D Lamb does get to us. I was gonna say I would much prefer out of those Lamb. You mentioned taking him at the 101. We are picking from the 105. So we have the option here for Lamb. I think we just take him. The other ones are much, much closer. Um and I'm I I will admit I would be finding it hard to pass up Brees Hall if that was the options. But I think Sean, as we go through this draft season, we will take our fair share of all of those guys do you have what's your thought i think i would go Hall, amon ra chase and even like you know thinking through that in my head it's very hard to say that you would want to pass up chase at that point either
2: well you have the potential this coming season for a lot better health there from the key actors in cincinnati along with possibly a lot less target competition I think that Chase has the potential to be a guy who bounces back in a 2025 is the number one player off the board. I think Amon Ra's floor is so high. And we saw him look fantastic again in the NFC Championship game. He's a really good pick. For me, Brees Hall is more difficult simply because the wide receivers do fall off a cliff. And I think that while you don't necessarily need to go zero RB, the running backs are a position where I think you tactically grab one or two here and there early when they fall or when they end up being in a really good position for you know where you are the team if you have the draft otherwise flat i mean we're going to come up on a spot here where nico collins is the top wide receiver and with what he did in the last month i mean that isn't surprising and yet if you do expect a little more target competition with houston that could be a tricky pick in the middle of the second round dj moore debo samuel Those are the guys that we're looking at here. And just to kind of recap, after Amon Ra went, it was Puka. Then we had a little running back run with Bijan, Achan, Kyron Williams. Then we get the Marvin Harrison, A.J. Brown turn, followed by Garrett Wilson, Jonathan Taylor, Josh Allen. So we're still getting that star QB in round two. Then Jameer Gibbs, Nico Collins. If Gibbs had fallen to us, which was pretty unrealistic by ADP, but again, in these early drafts, you never know. That would have been an instant pick for me. Colin, we're looking here at Debo, Brandon Ayuk, Rashi Rice. Who do I want, Sean? Tell me DJ who I want. Moore.
1: I'm guessing that you want Rasheed Rice. You guessed correct. Are you going to overrid me, or is there another? Well, it's interesting, I think,
2: that Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk are going in this range after a season where, I mean, to me, they more or less did exactly what we expected last year, and they were a lot less expensive last season. Now, Can they still pay off at these levels? They obviously can I'm going to want to be a little bit careful as I mix them in, try and get them at some values as we go forward. Certainly at this time of the season, they don't look like the most obvious picks, even though they're very solid picks. I think the same thing is true with Stefan Diggs, who has really fallen. He does go to the Jamar Chase drafter. I'm sure that the Josh Allen drafter there earlier in two was hoping maybe he would slide through all the way to his spot in the third with the offensive coordinator situation and the play calling that we've gotten from the bills since that change we're going to have some tough questions about buffalo and how to draft their guys certainly early this season but throughout the draft season how that evolves will be something to track pretty closely Colin, we're in the midst of this big receiver run. It was Diggs, Debo, Ayuk, and Chris Olave, somebody who I guess I don't understand his ADP. He was my pick at the turn in the first draft that I did. I was hoping that he might slide through. Then we get Laporta and Adams. The top three players by ADP here are Barkley, Pacheco, and White. We have DK Metcalf. Obviously, we're probably still going to be playing this a little bit more in the JSN direction, but that doesn't mean that if it's metcalf and jsn as the main two guys for seattle that metcalf couldn't still be a good pick i think travis Etienne as a little bit of a faller. even with all the criticism we gave the jaguars offense this year is interesting
1: who do you like in round three i would be between Etienne and dell here i think and i'm happy to go Etienne if that is the case they would be my priority over these these other names and most of that is just in terms of the age profile you know i, I it's going to be the end of me sean doubting that you know Mike Evans gets a thousand yards every season and ten touchdowns. That's what he just does. But um, you know, we'll see if that is the case again this year. But uh, you mentioned Nico Collins. Out of those two receivers, obviously with Dell having to work his way back from the injury, but he is the the name out of those two that I would be targeting from the Texans wide receivers. I don't know if you're on the, the same page with me on that. The other part was going back to like this is the first one of these drafts I've I've jumped into. As you mentioned, you've done one before the theory once you mentioned it through the you know Brees Hall and the wide receivers running out very quickly I think the wide receivers going ahead of him at that selection when we discussed it and I kind of had him at the top you've kind of talked me into that situation and the other thing that you mentioned there was with Debo and Brandon Ayuk and I think in that situation it's going to be that you want a discount but it's a case that I'm just looking for which of those two would be the cheapest even at the discount um their adp pushing into that late second round feels like a bit of a jump based on how spread out that offense tends to be even though we really like both of those players uh, it's a case of is there enough to consistently go to both of those guys to return value on those particular adps we will have a bit of time sean to talk through some of the rest of the draft here if we uh, want to before our next pick, Sean was going through some of the options. So we took Rice, Dennis, Diggs, Debo, Ayuk, Olave, Sam laporta at the 301 as the first tight end. You know, which I i think is fair having him as the first tight end. We'll see where the ADP will settle in terms of if it's the 25th pick overall. Devontae Adams, Pittman, Barkley, Etienne, Dell, Rashid White, uh, Rashad White, sorry, then Hertz, Metcalf, Jackson, Devontae Smith. Malik Neighbors, Keenan Allen, that's what we're up to through 37 picks. Jalen Waddle after that. So it's interesting some of the players, you know, dropping a little bit in ADP from last year, the likes of a Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle, where I think there is room for them to bounce back to previous expectations. The drafter in the spot 10 has gone Lamar Jackson and then Patrick Mahomes back-to-back on those picks. So that not ideal there. We'll see how it plays out. But the you mentioned we were looking at the wide receivers. There was quite a few running backs there that feel like they're really pushed up that we probably won't be targeting the likes of a pacheco in the the fourth round we are in a situation now we touched on mike evans i i said i doubted him but he's after getting drafted two picks ahead of us which would have been a nice drop there but sean t higgins cooper cup coming up here zay flowers another young player ascending kenneth walker james cook james cook does go i still think with what happened this season, heading into next season, I think I would probably prefer Kenneth Walker off the two of those guys anyway. But we have T. Higgins, Cooper Cup. I think, RZ Flowers. The wide receivers would be my options here. We have 15 seconds left. Have because you a strong you prefer preference? Among
2: those receivers.
1: I think I would go Flowers. And that could be... I want to let you tell me here what you think. Because I, I think that could be me with a recency bias. I think if I'm looking at which player... Maybe that I would like to have if everything worked out in a perfect scenario would be T. Higgins. Um, I think he's going to end up staying in Cincinnati. There's a chance, you know, he could leave in free agency. Cooper Cup, just Sean, again, is all the talent in the world, but maybe we're at the the downslope of, of that career. But you're looking at an ADP then where you're in the, the late fourth round. And, you know, I think you're probably at that point with the wide receivers that are going ahead of him. We've just seen Amari Cooper go. You know, I think as we, as I, as I talk myself through it, like it, it, there's no way that he should be going behind Cooper. Cooper cut behind Amari Cooper. I mean, um, thoughts on thoughts on that with Cooper and the the late fourth here, and with T Higgins. You know, I, I I think I'm as big a fan of T Higgins as anyone, but I'm I don't know what though. Maybe disillusioned. Maybe I, I'm afraid to uh, go back in again. Sean, tell me tell me what I should be doing there. Well, it was a frustrating
2: season. His drop rate was among the highest in the entire NFL. That wipes out a lot of potential big plays. The Bengals' offense was disappointing. We kind of mentioned that in the context of their offensive coordinator getting a head job, but we did see the just the big playability and his game wrecking ability in a couple of those games down the stretch. If he gets healthy, and you get rid of some of those drop issues, which I guess I wouldn't necessarily expect to carry over for him. And suddenly you're talking about T Higgins being right back up there in round two. You get a multi-round discount. The talent I don't think is in question. Colin, we come back around to our pick here. And I think this one is either Jordan Addison or Jackson Smith and Jigbo. We talked about Addison as being the second coming of Calvin Ridley. I'm surprised he's still available.
1: I think we'll go addison and I think if I was drafting on my own, I would uh, go JSN. Um, but I'm I'm happy with either. Of those Wh- what I'm looking at, like with our draft so far, and it'll not surprise people who are regular listeners, we're looking for players or who are either you know veterans who still have room to ascend, the likes of a Lam or an Etienne, or young players who are ready to make that jump. And in fact, so far we have three second-year players coming in, and. You mentioned some of the edges to drafting at this time of the year. I think drafting players who people may not have thought or don't think they'll realize further potential from what they've shown this season. Rookies and, and second-year players taking that jump, I think, is is one of the best ways to gain edges in these particular drafts. I, I would love if JSN was 12 picks away, and he does go three picks after our, our selection. Um, but I would be between those two guys, and I think if it was a solo draft, I'd probably go with jsn because we wanted it last year but i think this year he becomes the wide receiver one in that offense and i do think with the vikings that you know addison is not going to pass justin jefferson for that same sort of potential the one thing that's interesting with addison is with tj hawkinson's surgery and it being as late as it has been you know his recovery isn't guaranteed for early season usage for him so we could see a situation where it's much more justin jefferson jordan addison versus having to have you know three names there to spread it around so addison is is very intriguing we did see a lot from him earlier in the season and then he did kind of fade away a little bit i guess as kirk cousins wasn't in the lineup are you jordan addison over jsn at that particular point of the draft well i think we have
2: to give respect to what addison did and also you yeah know, much more production roster, as a rookie i get yeah, yeah. Yeah, which was excellent. And so it the two ADPs that really sort of shocked me are for Flowers and Addison. Those guys should be going earlier. And you look at that within, again, the context of the enthusiasm for a player like a Tank Dell with the injury in round three. You look at it in the context of the rookie receivers even, who even have mostly gone Sean to who... one specific drafter but are going very, very early here. Column, I mean... Those players shouldn't be priced so provocatively and, and so you know, overly fairly for drafters who want to grab them in those rounds.
1: Yeah, and even with us, like Rasheed Rice at pick 20 and then Flowers at pick 44, Addison at pick 53. We we love Rice and we're very high on him, but you know, the, they're all entering their second year and have all had production in year one. But I guess Rice obviously is with the Chiefs is one part of it, but his production coming a little bit later than Addison's? I find it a little bit weird that there's a, you know a two-round gap in ADP between them. So we are back on the clock, Sean. We have Aaron Jones, Justin Fields as a potential option, Dalton Kincaid. Aaron Jones is going to be back with the Packers this year again. I do think out of this running back zone that's here, he would be interesting for me. But if you want to go with Kincaid, I'm also on board with that. I think again we're looking at players who are looking to take that step forward and. We did see flashes of that down the stretch. And uh, I think I think this offense is going to go more towards him and we could see it potentially go less towards the likes of a uh, Stefan Diggs as this offense evolves. Yeah, he's another rookie who really blew up down
2: the stretch. And certainly when you think about the trajectory of rookie tight ends, you want to see that type of production at some point in the rookie year you're not necessarily expecting it right off the bat like we got with Sam laporta Sam laporta going at the 301 kincaid in the middle of six and as you mentioned likely being the focal point for the offense next season i think it's a really good way to play it if you're not able to get Trey mcbride mcbride goes a little bit above his normal adp in this draft where he goes at the 602 mcbride somebody who i'm going to try and push him as far as I can in as many drafts as possible, because <laughs> you don't want to end up with hundred percent exposure, extreme exposure. And yet, I mean, he should be going ahead of George Kittle, Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey, when you're talking about
1: 2024 redraft. Yeah. So we are three picks away, but Sean, that does feel like an area of the draft, which could be a potential dead zone heading into this season. You know, you get a lot of veterans in there. You get Derek Henry, Aaron Jones, who I mentioned, uh, Joe Mixon, Austin Eckler, Tony Pollard, uh, James Conner, David Montgomery, Najee Harris in there. A lot of guys like that. So it's a. The interesting thing is that we're into you know the seventh round where potentially you start to get intrigued. And I think it's just smarter drafting all around. We are on the clock, though, Sean. And by ADP, you'll be looking at Chris Godwin, Dak Prescott, maybe a David Montgomery. I think with having CD Lamb at the start, I think it makes sense here to, to pair it in with some Cowboys. What do you think?
2: Yeah, that ends up being too easy of a pick there, especially when there aren't any wide receivers that you have to have. Right. So you go ahead and make that quarterback pick. You put it with your wide receiver from round one. You're not going to be able to get Rasheed Rice. You're not going to be able to get Zay Flowers. Obviously there's some uncertainty about the Minnesota Vikings and Jordan Addison's situation there. I think that David Montgomery, when you consider the number of touchdowns he's likely to get again in 2024, that that is a good answer to this question that we're starting to ask when we only take ETN early. And otherwise, we have the four wide receivers and we've got the onesie positions started with the first
1: two guys there. Question, Sean, that could be interesting for people when we have a little bit of time as it goes around. So from round three, the running backs are Saquon Barkley, Travis Etienne, who we drafted, White, then Pacheco, James Cook, Kenneth Walker, Josh Jacobs, Kamara, Spears. Nick Chubb, Derrick Henry, Aaron Jones, Joe Mixon, Tony Pollard, David Montgomery, and Austin Eckler. If we look through those names, we took Etienne, obviously, so we're interested in him. But looking through the rest of them, who are you interested in? I think if once we get past that fifth round, Spears becomes the most intriguing name out of all of those guys. Um, anyone anyone like that you're really interested in in that range when we went kind of through the wide receivers and tight ends to get? Not necessarily. I think that once
2: James Cook and Kenneth Walker are off the board, you do have a range where the running backs become more traditional dead zone-ish picks. I think that Stevenson has a chance to bounce back with a new coaching staff and a little bit of a fresh start this next season. And then then, as you mentioned, Spears, massive upside there. I wouldn't be surprised if we're talking about him at the 2-3 turn in 2025.
0: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever.
1: Yeah, I feel the same. And Stevenson went at pick 63, uh, Spears at pick 65, both in the sixth round. I think, you know, Stevenson, there was a lot of it this year offensive-based and a lot of it then injury-based towards the end. And even with the struggles in offense, we've seen Elliott have some success down the stretch. So I think in the sixth round where, you know, you're looking at, it could get a little bit dry at, at players that you're particularly looking to get. FSA Kincaid wasn't also there, and Stevenson happened to be there, so he he would be of interest. But those two running backs stand out along with, as I said, uh, Kenneth Walker for me in that kind of particular range. We are three picks away, Sean. Since we picked it was David Montgomery, Austin Eckler, Christian Watson, Chris Godwin, Hopkins, Cortland Sutton, Brock Bowers, Troy, Franklin, and then we have Kyler Murray, Deontay Johnson, james connor jordan love we are two picks away with the team we're setting up sean has added his boy we start calling him his boy najee harris to the queue we have raheem Mostert, we have brian robinson we have javante williams but we also have jake ferguson who i feel would fit perfectly into this lineup if that did come to pass but by our sean's additions here it's jake ferguson then we have the the running backs and williams robinson and harris i think all those running backs are potentially interesting at this point in the draft when you're into that kind of ninth round range but I, I do feel that the tight end is probably the most central pick and sean he did go one pick before so it was evan ingram evan ingram had one of the the quietest 100 catch seasons in nfl history i think this year he goes at the eight seven what do you want to do here at the 808 yeah we can get another
2: player from this Cowboys grouping, or we could go with a running back. One of these three running backs, I do think will come back around. I think so let's so, go too. ahead and go with Ferguson. Raheem Mostert did go two picks ahead of us. So the three running backs there, Javante Williams, Brian Robinson, Jr. Najee Harris, obviously you get Arthur Smith there with the Steelers, which <laughs> among a variety of other reasons makes George Pickens ADP. And he goes around his ADP in the late fifth in this draft Colin, we've liked George Pickens, and we thought there was a chance for a breakout. That breakout didn't happen. Now, he does have a couple of big games toward the end. It's hard to imagine how Arthur Smith is going to help him, unless we find out that really Kyle Pitts, Drake London, maybe massively overrated players, maybe Arthur Smith is more effective as an offensive coordinator. Maybe we get Deontay Johnson and George Pickens as better players than he was working with previously or healthier players. One of the things about Kyle Pitts, a lot of question marks about his recovery when you're looking specifically at the 2023 season. But Najee Harris, an interesting back there within the context of their front office ownership, what have you, coming out and saying, I mean, these are our two stars. These are the guys we want to build around. I still obviously like Jalen Warren as the more talented player. And the other thing that you do get with Arthur Smith is this possibility of creating multiple starting running backs from a full season perspective, obviously multiple starting running backs from an individual week perspective. I think that Warren coming back around is interesting after Najee Harris does go at the 8-10 Javante Williams is still here, Column, He was on our team. He was disappointing for us in the main event. Didn't show much explosiveness. Do you think in the second year with Sean Payton and having another year removed from the devastating injury that we get more of the college version, the young NFL version, the pre-injury version of Williams and have him as one of the breakout stars one of the guys where you look back and say okay well this was the Rashad White type of play now obviously different points in terms of NFL experience Rashad White a second year breakout guy but Javante Williams at this price a full 10 picks below ADP he and and Warren are very interesting right here
1: yes we have nine seconds left Sean so we're going to take Javante Williams and I'll make the pitch then that you know that he's going to have a great season and you've mentioned that you think that warren is going to get back around again so that would be the ideal situation i don't think warren gets back around because his adp is right around here so we're probably going to get caught there and but i think let's talk about Javante. Uh, well warren he's got back pl- to us at
2: the 101 and his adp is the 100 we did pass on him for Javante
1: williams which guy do you like better who would you prefer to have on this team I I like both of them is what I'm going to say here in terms of Javante though I think the biggest part there maybe not the second year with Sean Payton in the offense which will be beneficial there's going to be it really sounds like a different quarterback involved so that could be beneficial but I think the second year removed from the knee injury is the the part because if we look back on the season there was restrictions kind of in place and we've seen restrictions in place for Brees Hall as well but I think Hall recovered a little bit better from that and when we seen the offseason it looked like hall was more advanced in his recovery as well from his injury so i think it's the second year removed from the injury the other part that you asked is will we get back to the pre-injury maybe the pre-injury guy doesn't exist anymore you know maybe but i still think there's a very talented running back even if we get back to you know 80 85 percent off that previous edition of javante williams which would be unfortunate if we never get back to it but we you know you touched on Arthur Smith and the possibility that he would, you know, create two viable running backs in that particular offense in Pittsburgh. Well, I, I feel like with, you know, last offseason we talked a lot about, you know, can that happen with Sean Payton in Denver, and I think we're going to see more success. And I really do think that I don't think Payton wanted Russell Wilson as the quarterback of that offense, and I don't know if that was ever kind of a combination that was set to play out for success so i i I think the upside play is to be going with warren and i think then the kind of safer play is is going with with i think the 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 ceiling is a little bit less with williams than it is with, with warren
2: so it is interesting here we've gotten back into another Receiver and tight end run after our pick Marquise Brown. Then we get TJ Hawkinson, and Dallas Goddard. You get Jacoby Myers, who I think is again, an interesting and savvy pick, especially if you're not looking at the full season ceiling, then you get Cole Komet, Brock Purdy, a couple of a couple more rookies for the drafter at the turn who is making that his theme. Then Jamison Williams, somebody we had in our Q column, his Big play ability down the stretch was intriguing. We'll see if he develops. Josh Downs, Jalen Warren does get relatively close, doesn't get all the way back. Then Chase Brown, Caleb Williams, a couple of the other guys who were in our queue. Column as we move back toward our pick. I don't love any of the options that we necessarily have for this round. Tyler Lockett and Jahan Dotson are the two top receivers by ADP. Pretty clear-cut reasons that you Bunch might avoid season. them. Jerry Goff is the top quarterback here. We don't have any of his receivers set up in this one. I've got a couple of Denver Bronco receivers in the queue, and that's obviously going to be controversial. But Jerry Judy, Marvin Mims, I think one of these guys, and I don't think we know for sure that, that Judy will be with the Broncos, but I think one of these guys has a breakout
1: season season. I think it's a way too late for Jerry Judy. Not not uh, leave him at the top of the queue. What I mean, it's just a way too late for him to be drafted at the 10-08. Not that it's a way too late for him to save his NFL career. Uh, and I, think I don't know. I mean, it could be way
2: too late, Colin. It could be way
1: too late, but, you know, at the 10-08, if we go back through some of the wide receivers that have been taken at this point, I think it's much too late for him to be drafted. The other one I would say is, like, you know, Tyler Lockett. But like I said with Mike, Mike Evans, you know, it's always – this is the year that it all falls apart and we don't see the production he's continued to do it he's available at this point but i I would still be taking judy over over him the the running back though that's in the queue and i'm hoping that he will get back to us i think roshan johnson is extremely interesting at this particular point of the draft and with Mims, again we've seen a lot of exciting plays as a rookie we've never really seen him get into you know consistent usage of any kind you know consistent targets anything like that that may come in year two, but I, I was a little bit concerned as the season went on as to how limited his usage in the offense was when the sample size of successful plays was as impressive as it was. But um if we could if, if Mems even comes back to us here, I, I would be also interested in adding him, even though we have already added Judy. Have you a strong feeling on on Mems for, for this season? And and then like when it comes to both players at very similar well, not at some similar ADPs. There's a kind of a two and a half round difference from where they would be going costing and the value. Have you a preference for MIMS over Judy in that case with the discount? I think things are set up for
2: MIMS, a breakout season. If we assume that Sean Payton is successful in some way in filling that quarterback spot with a guy that he is comfortable with. And that may be easier said than done. But in terms of rookies who were extreme disappointments, and I think he fits in that category, he would the guy, be the guy that I feel very comfortable going back to the well on where some of the other rookies who disappointed, you want to very clearly factor their performance into where you're taking them. There might be a spot where you feel comfortable, but it's going to be far later in the draft. Colin, we're back here at 11. We're going to cut this off fairly soon, but Chuba is. 10 picks below ADP right here and although there are team level issues that probably limit his upside he was such a good starting back in the final third of the season he should probably not still be available
1: he should so move him above uh so we don't auto pick mems here <laughs> <laughs> for people listening on the audio side Sean was you know talking about Hubbard yeah we're going to take Hubbard but still second in terms of the queue so I was thinking don't let this one sean just loves that's that's really the first one of the year sean that i think you've done where it's the first draft everyone can rejoice we have got uh, a filibuster that panicked column a little bit there at that particular point but we are going to cut it there for this draft and kind of looking through we were going to do 10 rounds we're into 11 to talk through some of the adp some of the potential uh, pitfalls or some advantages for when we are drafting but we've ended up with a a CD Lamb team that is paired with Dak Prescott, also has Rasheed Rice, Zay Flowers, uh, Jerry Judy now added to it, but Jordan Addison. So a lot of youth at the the wide receiver. I think it's an impressive wide receiver room overall. We have Travis Etienne with Javante Williams at running back, paired now with Chuba Hubbard. And then at tight end, it's a Dalton Kincaid and Ferguson team to also go along with Dak Prescott. So, Sean, I, I think there's a pretty fun build we may even come back next week with the back half of the draft and share it with people, but I think we're off to a pretty, pretty fun start to give people just that open idea of how the ADPs may be shaken out. So hopefully, people have enjoyed listening in. Again, if you are playing over at Underdog, you can use that code Rotoviz to get yourself a 100% sign up bonus up to $100. If you're signing up over at Rotoviz, you can use the code RV Radio 2024 at checkout to get a 10% discount off your Rotoviz NFL Pass. But Sean. That's where we're going to cut it. How are you feeling about this team? Pretty stoked so far. We'll see how we, we finish out these last eight rounds. Yeah,
2: I love being able to get CeeDee Lamb with the fifth pick. Really like being able to get Dak Prescott at a mild discount to go with him. The running backs fit what we wanted to do structurally. We have three second-year wide receivers and all of them i think at very palatable prices when you consider how the fantasy community has tumbled to the fact that that is something you absolutely have to target as long as you don't massively reach but it's something you have to target in drafts we have a lot of upside at tight end i like the balance i like the flexibility that we're going to have later in this draft for a first one of the season that we do together this one has worked out pretty perfectly almost magically you might say you know we'll see in a couple
1: of weeks a couple of months if we still feel that way but Colin, this was a really fun draft my name is colin kelly you can follow me on twitter at over to my co-host is sean siegel check out sean's work up on rotaviz.com. and until we are back have a good one